Welcome to the Chad Cargill ACT Test Prep Podcast, coming to you from the Ollie Ray Ranch in Choctaw, Oklahoma. It's great to be with you for episode 20. My goal is to give practical tips to help you increase ACT scores, qualify for college, and win those much-needed scholarships. We'll talk colleges, careers, and most of all, test-taking strategies and tips. I know a lot of you who are listening may have hopes someday of playing college sports. And some of you parents, you may be in the process of trying to help your athlete become that next level athlete. Well, I've been through that process once and that is a difficult road to travel. A lot of times the only thing discussed is you're gonna get this scholarship and it's gonna pay for your school so you just need to qualify. Certainly qualifying is part of it, but there's a lot more to that story than just trying to qualify. Today's episode is gonna explain to you not only what it takes to qualify, but why those ACTs and GPAs are so important even for students who are receiving athletic scholarships and maybe aren't getting full ride scholarships. So we're going to talk through that as we go. And I hope this gives you a lot of great information that not only may help you, but information you may be able to share. So let's get started. Now, often athletes get to their senior year and discover that the ACTs and GPAs matter a lot more than they thought. And some athletes think that none of this matters And it's like, well, I'm a great athlete. The college offers me, I go play. Well, the NCAA has a few things to say about that. Athletes must be an NCAA qualifier to compete. There's a lot of different requirements that are involved in the, what deems you as an NCAA qualifier. In the show notes, I'm going to have a lot of links for you that's going to be able to show you the requirements. And I'm going to go over a few of them in this episode, but you'll be able to click on those links and go and see where you fall on some of these charts I'm going to talk about. So let me go through some of the basics. Division one and division two have different requirements. So off of NCA's website, you can go to the academic requirements for a division one athlete. You're going to have to have 16 core courses completed. That's four units of English, three units of math, algebra one or higher, two years of natural and physical science, including one year of lab if it was offered at your school. Additionally, you got to have another year of English, math, or natural physical science, two years of social science, and four years of additional courses, which there's a whole list of these uh, that it, it could be any of the courses that I've already mentioned, or you can include foreign languages, could be comparative religion, philosophy. There's a lot of different uh, items of that. One thing to note here is I have known of students who were going to go play college sports. They were good students, but they didn't take the core that was required. And then we get to the senior year and all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, we don't have our core courses and we're ineligible. And I don't want that to happen to you, certainly. So it's important that you figure this out early on. You make sure you're taking the right course. It's a great question to have with your counselor. Get registered on the NCAA eligibility site. We'll talk about that in just a second. And then you can start making sure that you're a full qualifier. Your core course GPA must be at least 2.3 if you are a Division I athlete. And your ACT sum score, meaning we're taking the sum of English, math, reading, and science. We add those together. That sum score is then paired with your core GPA 
using the sliding scale score. When I give you the link, if you click on that, you'll get to see the scale, but I'm just going to give you a quick little idea of where these numbers fall. If you have a 2.5 GPA, then your sum of your subscores has to be 68 points. If you have a 3.0 GPA, your sum has to be 52 points. If your GPA was a 3.5 GPA, your sum would have to be 39 points. 39 is a 10 on the ACT. So if that gives you any idea of uh, where these scores fall. On division two, the numbers change in that the core course GPA now, instead of having to be a 2.3, has to be a 2.2. The requirements of classes is a little bit less. It's not quite as many years of English and math and so forth. And then the sliding scale changes as well. The 2.5 GPA now requires a sum of the subscores to be 52 points, whereas it was 68 points. 52 points, that's a whole lot less. I mean, again, you're, you're getting down to the 13 ACTs, and that is obviously a big difference from 16, 17 uh, ACTs. ACT does superscore. So you do not have to make that sum score on a single ACT. They're going to take your high English, your high math, high reading, high science from any test and add those up. This is another reason why it's important for athletes to start taking the ACT early. All right. So you register at the NCA Eligibility Center. You do that online. When I put the links in the show notes, you'll be able to go to that. You'll find it. Now, if you're a parent listening to this and you were an athlete, you may remember the NCAA Clearinghouse. Well, they no longer call it the Clearinghouse. It's just the Online Eligibility Center. Register for that. It's going to be important that you get registered on that because anytime you're filling out recruiting questionnaires, they're going to ask for your NCAA eligibility number. So that'll be assigned to you. And you will have to make sure that when your ACT scores are sent to colleges, one of the choices on there will be the NCAA Eligibility Center. And you'll want to make sure that score gets sent there so it will be on your record. And coaches, before they can do official recruiting contacts, are going to have to know that you are registered with the NCAA. So we want to make sure you get that done. All right. So, so far I've focused on the qualifiers. A lot of people are like, well, I probably don't need to listen to this because we're just talking about qualifying and yeah, my kid can score in the twenties on the ACT and he's going to qualify or she's going to have no problem getting that, uh, you know, volleyball scholarship. All right. So why is ACT still important? Well, if you are a division one college football player and you are the guy tweeting out blessed to receive my 20th offer, yeah, the rest of this show is probably not for you. You're going to get a full ride. Everything's great. The qualifier, once you've qualified, you're set. But for everyone else, let's talk. Let's say that you are a good football player and maybe you're a borderline division one guy. And I'm going to use my son as an example for this. And my, my son Camden um, had some offers to play college football and some were division one, some were division two. Well, what's interesting is you think, well, okay, he's going to get a college football scholarship. It's going to be paid for, but here's the problem. His division two offers 
See, in Division Two, you have a limited number of scholarships and you give partials. You divide those among players. Well, coaches make a decision on how they want to divide those scholarships. So they may offer you 60%. They may offer you 50%, 20%. So how do coaches put together great scholarship packages? Well, they look at what their universities offer in academic scholarships to every student. See, this can't be a subjective scholarship. It can't be where there's a committee and they go, well, I like this guy's leadership and I like this guy. I'm going to give him the money. If they did that and they could give those to athletes, athletes would win all the money. So the NCAA allows these schools to give scholarship money that is objective, not subjective. Meaning if you had a 30 on your ACT and a three point GPA and every student who had that won $10,000 a year then the athlete would be able to get that scholarship as well. So when a coach looks to recruit an athlete at a division two level or lower, or even a division one where we're giving a partial scholarship and we can add academic money, this comes into play because we want to know, can we add money to that package? And some coaches know that if they can't add a bunch of academic money to the small amount of athletic money, they're probably not going to be able to recruit the player. Perfect example of this. So I coach high school football and have for the last seven years, an NAIA coach came to our school, was interested in one of our players, starts talking to us about the player. But I want to tell you the first question that he asked, it was not about the kid's film and it wasn't even about the kid's football ability. His very first question was, hey, I got to know his ACT and GPA because he knew he had to put together a great academic package. I mentioned my son Camden's situation he was in a situation with one offer where if he would have very simply had one more point on his ACT, he would have received a very large guaranteed academic money in addition to what the school offered him for college football at the division two school, he could have had a full ride. So it's important that you remember this because you may need the academic money as well as the athletic money. Now, another example of why the ACT is still important for an athlete My son was offered to play college football at Columbia. It's an Ivy League school. Obviously, they don't give athletic money. That's why they're in the Ivy League. And playing quarterback at Columbia would have been amazing. So the problem is, is he had to have certain ACT scores because it's a very prestigious school. And it's not like they just take everybody. So the fact that he was an NCAA qualifier, that was not in, in itself enough to get into Columbia. And if you want to open opportunities for yourself, you want to make sure you have great academics because then you have more opportunities on where you can play your sport. So it's crucial that you keep taking ACTs and you keep trying to, you know, get those scores up, keep doing all that, all that you can, because you don't know if you're going to go play somewhere where you're going to have to do a combination of academic and athletic money. You need to get registered on the ACT website and be taking a lot of ACTs. Remember when you do that you're putting in the NCA eligibility center's four-digit code. Make sure that you're registered with the NCA eligibility center. And then when you start getting those scores, you want to make sure you're keeping those coaches up to date on what you're doing, your ACT scores. They need to know that. And hopefully you're making connections with those coaches. They know who you are. Just like we talked about with 
academic scholarships and going to tour colleges and making sure they know who you are so you can win those kind of scholarships. It's going to be the same with these coaches. Now, again, if you're that 20 offer guy, they're going to find you, no doubt. But if you're like my son was, it was crucial that he made contact with coaches. It was crucial that he got his film to coaches. Now, I, maybe I'll do a whole episode on that, but I've got, um, man, I can talk about that for hours on how to get recruited or the process that you go through to make sure they know who you are and how to do that. And there's a little bit of a science to it. And I know it's camp season. And so a lot of you are going to be traveling to uh, your various uh, sports camps. And so, you know, as you're traveling to those camps, you want to be a little bit strategic on where you go. If the word mega is included in a camp, listen, just skip it. Don't, don't even go to that. But I would encourage you to go to those schools you might be interested in attending. Like you actually would say, yeah, man, I may be willing to go to school. Well, let's go to their individual prospect camp. Go meet those coaches. Consider it that you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. Perform, meet them after, introduce yourself, and then follow up with them. Make sure that they have your film. Make sure they know who you are and have your coach follow up as well. Again, there's an art to all that, but, uh, and I, I could do whole episodes on that if anyone is interested. So feel free to comment. I'll put all this on the Chad Cargo Workshop Facebook page, and that's a great way that you can interact with me. If you want to ask questions, you can always email me. I'm chad at chadcargo.com. There's a lot of science to the whole recruiting, and hopefully this at least gives you a little bit of an idea of why it's important that you keep taking the ACT. You've got to make sure that you're taking all the core classes, make sure that you are getting those ACTs in, and hopefully you're going to be able to have a lot of options where to attend and put together a great academic and athletic scholarship package. Well, that will do it for this episode. Now, next week, I'm going to be back with an episode on speed reading. And I'm going to talk to you about ways that you can do speed reading. And I'm going to talk about our software and how it works. And hopefully you'll find a lot of value in that. And hopefully you're reading, man, everybody should be reading a little bit all the time. And uh, if you'll just, just read a little bit and find something you love and read a little bit, uh, I think you'll find it definitely can help you. And I'm going to talk about that a lot next week. Again, if you enjoyed the episode, please share it with somebody. Let them know. Let them know that uh, maybe they should listen. If you know an athlete out there who's uh, hoping someday to play college ball, share this episode with those athletes. You can find me at chadcargill.com, and we are booking a lot of classes. You'll see all my classes at calendar.chadcargill.com. Also on my site, you can find my prep book. Great time to start studying is now. Don't wait until school starts. You'll be way too busy with all of your activities and sports. And just go ahead and do that now. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a moment and click that five-star button and leave a short review. And if you do that, you put your name in your school. And I'd be happy to read that on a future episode. You guys have a great week. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you again soon.